Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Doug Carr, Scott Anderson, 97.1 The Ticket. John and Livonia, 97.1. Hi, John. Oh, thanks for having me on so quick. Yeah, um, guys, uh, you mentioned about Beaver Stadium. I, I'm a vendor at the Lions games at Ford Field, and we're actually getting on a bus at 3 a.m. to take us down to Beaver Stadium to sell beer down there. You know they hold about 110,000 fans in that stadium. I, I'm actually all for stopping sales of beer as a vendor, stopping sales of beer at halftime because I, at the Lions game, I almost got in a fight with a guy because he tried stealing beer out of my tub. <laughs> you know, he's a Philadelphia fan, too, speaking of Pennsylvania. But, you know, it's just uh, it's kind of rowdy with, with, with the beer, you know, as a vendor. You know, it, so, it, I think it's, it's too much. John, am I to understand that Penn State is bringing oh. you in to sell beer tomorrow? Yeah, we're getting on a bus at 3 a.m. from Ford Field, and they're taking us down there to Beaver Stadium for the game against Northwestern. And then back in time for Sunday's game. Yeah, we got the doubleheader pretty much. (laughs) Why why are they grabbing you guys? They they don't have enough because they're just starting down there, so they don't have enough vendors. They're getting about 40 of us to get on a bus, and we're going down there. You know, there's 110,000 fans there. Right, well, yeah, I hear that, but they can't find anybody closer? I, I, I don't think so. I, I didn't ask, you know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm going to make a whole lot of money this weekend. So, mm-hmm. you know, I made about 500 at, at the uh, Philadelphia game, about 400 at the Washington game. So, yeah. Good luck. Well, good luck, John. Uh, thanks, R- Report back. Let us know how it, next week. Let us know how it went. Yeah, about the Michigan game, uh, Ronnie Bell's got to step up uh, against uh, Iowa's off uh, defense, I mean. So. Yeah. Well, Ronnie Bell's uh, a, he's a big player for them. I tell you my my one experience at uh, at Beaver Stadium. No, so I was there for the Michigan State broadcast in 1998, and it was my first and only trip to. Did you, to did Penn you State? Do you remember the broadcast booth at Penn State? I do. It is the. It's like doing a game from a submarine. Everything, the ceiling's tiny. Yeah, yeah. I remember. It, it, like you see, like I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's. No, you it's, like, it's a tight squeeze. Everything in there was like chipped, and you know you yeah. see like stuffing coming out. I of guarantee the side there's stuff. asbestos. Yeah, exactly, one hundred percent. Yep. So the night before, I, I fly out there on a on a Friday, um, and spend the night there at the hotel, whatever. But I'll go down to the hotel bar, mm-hmm. have a couple beers. The place is packed. Yep. And everybody is liquored up like I have not seen in my life to that point. I'm like everyone in this bar. Is completely blotto. Okay, and I'm tr- like three deep at the bar. I'm trying to get the attention of a bartender to get me a, another beer, and all of a sudden, this dude who's on a seat just passes out and falls right down to the ground. And I'm like, oh! And I take a step back, like, hey, everybody, give him some space, you know. And 
nobody's paying attention. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's like, oh yeah, this is that's Fred. This happens on it's Friday night, you know. Wow. I just I was so <laughs> taken aback by that. Um, it kind of started off the experience on a on a bad foot, and then of course Michigan State played horribly in that game, but. Uh, the rest of the experience was pretty cool because it is an interesting stadium. I think oh, yeah. it was a whiteout that night. Yeah, it's a great atmosphere. Yeah. Beautiful campus. Interviewed Jack Ham at halftime. Yep, Jack Ham, who's on their radio broadcast. Could not have been nicer. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. So I guess let's start with the Spartans then. Um, now, earlier this week, Talia Tungavailoa, who's got um, rib injury from the Michigan game and has a knee issue, um, it was called a game time decision by. Uh, Mike Loxley, the head coach, Rakim Jarrett. He, by the way, because we were doing the game last week when he got kind of undercut on a ball that was thrown high and he hit the ground and he looked like he had a little bit of that fencing going on. Um, so Rakim Jarrett, um, he is also considered a game time decision. And then the other thing is the remnants of Hurricane Ian are expected to be in the D.C. area this weekend. And right now, pretty heavy rain is forecast for kickoff on Saturday, which could have an impact on this game. Uh, it could have a big impact on, on what happens. And, you know, as you know, when the rain comes, throwing the ball is not as easy to do. Nor is catching it. Nope. Nor is hanging on to one if you're running the ball. Turnover is a big factor, and I would expect that there's going to be a bunch of rain that, that, that the passing yards would would, uh, would not be there, which actually benefits Michigan State. When you look at it, because of their past defense being so bad, if you can take away that part of Maryland's game with their offense, then State has a better chance. The problem is that Michigan State hasn't shown the ability to run the ball effectively, although maybe there's hope given that Blake Corum gashed yep. Maryland for 240-something yards a week ago. Can Michigan State get some semblance of a running game going? Now, maybe that only happens if you've got the threat of the passing game, too, because I suspect, hey, you're not going to throw the ball. Everybody in the box, and we're going to stop the, the run. It, I have a feeling it's going to be a lower-scoring game, and it's going I think it's going to be ugly because of the turnover factor. I don't know who, you know, whoever wins a turnover battle might win the game. So Turnovers and running the ball. It, it was interesting. I was watching the Maryland-SMU game, and Ty Felton, their kickoff returner, fumbled on a kickoff return like th- after a 35-yard return. And against Michigan, I was watching them warm up, and it happened to be raining during warm-ups, and he dropped a kickoff, like just in warm-ups, dropped one. And then the opening kick went off his face mask. So these are just some things to look out for. But Maryland's offense is different this year because they do have the threat of the run. Even though Michigan kind of handled Roman Hemby, the other kid, um, Antoine, 31, can't remember, but he he had a big game against them. But Hemby needs to be accounted for. Whether or not he was effective is almost irrelevant. Maryland was always pretty potent offensively, but they didn't seem to have the threat of the run game since it was a Ty Johnson left. And with, Antoine Littleton. Thank you, Littleton. And but um, and but they they seem to have more of a run game this year. So. Unfortunately, as you're preparing for them defensively, you have to account for Maryland's run game. It's not just Tonga Vailoa. Now, if Tonga Vailoa can't go, the Edwards kid that came in for them, he, he he looked pretty good. The transfer from Wake Forest started to get his feet under him a little bit. First snap he came in when when Tonga Vailoa originally got hit, 
they called a screenplay. Michigan brought a just a jailhouse blitz, and he got the ball and just threw it at the feet of the running back. Like, and you're like, okay, shell shocked down quarterback. But they put him in late in that game, and he led him on a very impressive drive with some of those throws that made you go, huh. So, you know, Maryland. I, I've said it all along, Maryland's going to scare some people. Obviously, they're a favorite here for Michigan State. What you said for them to get a run game going. And look like the B&B boys can get something going on the ground would be a big deal for them. To have something that they can rely on. Yeah, it, they need to get some kind of confidence going. It starts with the offensive line. If the offensive line can open up some holes, and then you get Broussard and Berger and Collins all of a chance to, to, to get some, some good carries in there, it's going to go a long way. Michigan State needs to keep their defense off the field. They need longer, sustained drives, and they also need to score. You know, the offense has, has been – they were held in check last week. They were shut out until the last drive, and Noah Kim led the team down for the, for the, to avoid the shutout. And they just need to, to feel what it's like to, to get into the end zone again on a regular basis. But this is going to be a tough task. Maryland played Michigan real tough on the road. Michigan State now has to go to Maryland and play, and, and the Spartans are all banged up with a ton of injuries. It's uh, you know all levels of the defense, and it's also backup players that are hurt that aren't going to be playing. Um, I, I'm not sure what the situation is with the quarterbacks. Are they going to be they're going to split any kind of duties here, or is it going to be all Peyton Thorne? Is it nope? We're riding with Peyton Thorne. He's our guy. Let him have it. That I imagine it's, that's in the cards. So I don't feel confident Michigan State wins this game. In fact, I think they lose the game. But I just hope it's going to be a heck of a lot closer than what it was last week against Minnesota because they were completely outclassed and outmatched, and it was embarrassing to see that. Show at some home. fight. Yeah. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Stu in Ferndale. Hi, Stu. Hello. What's up, Stu? Yeah, you were talking about artist renderings of stadiums, and I did see the one for the new Ryan Field. Um, <laughs> didn't go in depth as much as you as far as a bunch of pictures, but I, as a high schooler. Spring break, back in the late 70s, early 80s, we went to Montreal. I know that's not a big spot for a spring break, but my Great friends city. and I went and walked around Olympic Stadium. Yeah. So I was only a couple of years old, but even then it was just a dump. And they never, <laughs> at that point, they still hadn't even put the roof on that was supposed to be on yeah. for the darn Olympics. <laughs> yeah, I got to tell you, Olympic Stadium in Montreal is one of the strangest places I've ever been to. And you know what it struck me? That they had decided this is what all the stadiums and all the, the sports facilities are going to look like in the future. And boy, right. were they wrong. <laughs> they were so yeah. wrong. But yes, artist we renderings are usually a letdown. Like I've done it with vacation spots where I'm like, oh, this looks so great. And they'll have a, like a picture and it's a painting and. You know, just uh, the the beach looks immaculate, and that bar I can swim up to. And then you get there, and like you said, is this really a just a dump? Yeah, this was in early March, so luckily there was no snow. But we were walking around; it's desolate. I don't know how many subways we had to take to get there, but I will say the highlight of that trip: we did go to the old Forum to see Montreal play. Oh wow! And just so happened that uh, Hartford was in town, so Gordy Howe was playing. So oh, that's cool. That that's was pretty cool. cool. And the fact that. You know, drinking ages in Montreal back then were kind of iffy, you know, because the French concepts. And uh, so I do remember drinking. So you leaned into it, cool, huh? <laughs> cool Molson, I believe, at the stadium. Yes. That's awesome, Stu. Thank you. 248 539 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. network. 